Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day. We really do appreciate you listening. And I am so excited because today is a very special episode. Today, we've got three amazing students from the Speaker Lab who are going to be joining me here as guests. I can't wait for you to hear those conversations. We're going to be talking with Kate Garns, Daniel Lantis, and Jake Thompson, who've all been crushing it in the speaking world, their own unique ways. I think you're going to find these interviews uh, really inspiring, enlightening, so make sure that you stay tuned for that. We're going to dig into their background, their story, uh, kind of the results that they've been seeing, and also advice that they would give to other speakers, especially newer speakers who are getting started and building and growing their business. So uh, those really, really fun conversations. I think you're going to you're really going to dig these. But before we get to that, the other reason this episode is special is because this is episode three hundred of the speaker lab podcast I, I assume we should have like bells or whistles or something going off right now but uh, hard to believe it they say time flies when you're having fun i've certainly had a ton of fun being your host on this speaking journey and so the way that i see it this podcast has really been a huge success since we started four and a half years ago for two main reasons and and so uh, i, I want to take a moment just to say thank you number one i want to thank you each and every amazing guest that has joined me on the podcast just to share their unique experiences in the speaking industry. You all have been so generous with your time, your insights. There's no way that we could have recorded over 150 hours worth of fun and interesting and helpful podcast episodes without you. So thank you to each and every one of you. You all know who you are. And an even bigger thank you to all of you that are listening right now. Thank you so much for downloading, sharing, interacting with the podcast over the years. Because of you, we've had well over a million downloads, which is insane. The whole point of this podcast is to help you find clarity and confidence on your speaking journey. And I hope that, uh, that has done that for you in some way over these last 300 episodes. Now, what's new going forward? Well, uh, a couple things that we're going to be doing. We have brand new music for the podcast, brand new cover art as well, which we're really excited about. So make sure that you check that out if you haven't already noticed that. We're also going to be highlighting some students from the Speaker Lab in the coming months and sharing their stories as bonus episodes. I think you're really going to love those. I think you're going to hear from you know people who are building, growing their speaking business who are in the trenches with you. So make sure that you keep an eye out for those as well. And then finally, we're going to be doing a huge giveaway to celebrate episode 300 where the grand prize is free enrollment in our new program, Virtual Speaking Pro. Also going to include a bundle of five of my, my favorite speaking books, free copy of my own book, The Successful Speaker, plus an hour-long one-on-one coaching session with me. I cannot wait for that, all right? So if you're interested in that and you want to enter the giveaway, just go to thespeakerlab.com slash giveaway. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash giveaway. And the good news is, is if you don't win the grand prize, we'll also have five runner-up winners who are going to get a copy of my new book plus an hour-long group coaching call 
with myself and Eric Ream, who is uh, one of our amazing coaches and our director of education here at the Speaker Lab. So six winners in total. You don't want to miss it again. This is a huge, huge giveaway. So again, all you got to do is visit thespeakerlab.com slash giveaway. That is thespeakerlab.com slash giveaway. All right, boys and girls, let's jump into this week's episode. Enjoy. What's up, friends? Grant Bolden here. Today we are talking with Miss Kate Garns. I'm so excited to talk to Kate. She's one of my favorite people. And uh, <laughs> this is going to be a, a fun conversation. So, Kate, let's start by talking about just big picture. Uh, who do you speak to? What problem do you solve? Give us some context of what your speaking business looks like. Yeah. So, I speak to youth leadership, meaning um, high school and middle school. And I speak to teens about how to stop making excuses and take your life back. And what that mean, what that breaks down to is, um, what are you saying here in your head? How are you speaking to yourself in your head? Because if you're speaking to yourself negatively, you will live negatively. Uh, I use my story of being told I wasn't good enough and being told I would never be anything to, um, to going to being a performer at Disney World to becoming a full-time professional speaker. Not because anybody saved me, but because I learned how to save myself. And that was by figuring out how to change my self-talk. So I recently just started a podcast for leadership advisors uh, because everybody needs a little help right now. And not, not just right now, but all the time. Everybody needs advice. No one can solve all their problems themselves. So I started a podcast to serve um, the people who hire me to serve leadership advisors and to give back to them. Very so. cool. How did you first get interested in speaking? That, that's, I know, uh, I know in conversations that we've had, I felt, I know for me early on, I felt like I, I and I've used this line before, but I had the potential, but I needed a plan. I felt like I was an, uh, as an okay speaker. I'd done a little bit here and there and you, you've always struck me as that same type of person of had the potential. I like speaking. I think I could do this, but I don't know what I don't know. So how did you first get interested in speaking in the first place? Yeah. Um, I've grown up on the stage. I grew up doing musical theater, doing competitive show choir. Um, but I never knew that you could get paid to speak Mm -hmm. and, uh, growing up and going through college and then starting to work for Disney. Um, I found that I always loved, especially when I was in front of anybody getting to motivate. But again, I didn't know that that was something you could get paid to do. And I think I battled my own self-doubt of why would anybody want to listen to me? Sure. Uh, long story short, I went to my 10-year high school reunion where I was 28 and single. This is a great and- story. I love this story. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but go ahead. Tell the story. <laughs> um, I was 28 and single and everybody was also 28 and very not single. And there were just tiny humans running around everywhere. And I was like, well, this sucks. I play dress up for a living. I would have what did I do wrong? And this girl, Lacey Phillips came up to me and said, as she could tell I was bummed. And she said, well, Kate, what do you want your life to look like? And in that moment, what I call God, some people call the universe. I call it God said, here you go. And I said, I want to be a motivational speaker. I'd never said it out loud before. I had toyed with the idea of creating a company like a bunch of people who go in and do an assembly, but I never thought just me on a stage speaking in front of high schoolers like that was a terrifying thought to me. But um, as soon as I said it, all of, all of the confusion, all of the cloud, all of the doubt was gone. And I knew with pinpoint accuracy, that is what I was meant to do. That was September of 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just started asking questions to anyone who would listen, especially people who had achieved what I viewed as success. So I sent a letter to eight different people 
that I viewed had achieved what I viewed as success. And I said, I know this is what I'm meant to do. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, If somebody had said, Kate, you have to name three motivational speakers right now, or you're going to die. I'd be six feet under. Mm -hmm. I was, I was so green. Um, And literally through word of mouth, people said, listen to podcasts, read books, watch videos. And I stopped binge watching Netflix. I stopped everything. And that is exactly what I did. Um, I found the, oh, is it Donald Miller? That's, it's Donald Miller's. Yes. Story brand. I started listening Mm -hmm. to story brand, which is then how I found you, which is how I found the speaker lab. And then I dove in headfirst into the speaker lab. It was all I would listen to. I would take notes. and I got an email one day that said, hey, you should check out Booked and Paid to Speak. And I was like, okay, I'll just join this webinar. Like, I just won't, like, I, like it's fine. <laughs> and so I joined the webinar and you were explaining it. And I remember saying, I typed in, Grant, what's the catch? This sounds like you're answering all my questions. What's the catch? And you were like, there isn't, there isn't a catch. And like, so I signed up for Booked and Paid to Speak. Um, and then I think it was only maybe a week or two weeks later, you were launching the elite program right? and it was the, it was like very first group to go through. And I said, well, he's not going to pick me because I'm so green. Like y'all, I didn't know what I didn't know. I knew, I knew nothing. And so I was like, he's not going to pick me because I'm so green, but at least I'll put my name out there and they'll know I'm interested once I get a little bit better. Next thing I knew, I was on a phone call with you and you were like, you're interested and you, you sound like you'd be a great fit. And then I was signed up and I was like, oh crap. Um, Cause I knew the elite was what I needed. I needed somebody to check in on me. I needed someone to hold me accountable. I needed someone to, to guide me. Um, and uh, I had my first, so I guess that was, I think that was around August of 17, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Summer of 17. um, I had my first paid gig January of 18 in California. And um, by 2019, I was a full-time speaker. I just want to let that hang for a second and sit there. (laughs) Cause like, I I still remember like when we first talked, um, I was like, this, this girl's serious. She gets it. She's going to work hard. She's going to, she's going to do this, you know? And there's some people, there's certainly people who are interested and in, in, intrigued by speaking and just kind of like, yeah, I'll just kind of kick the tires. And like, and if, if, if speaking is a hobby, then there's nothing wrong with getting hobby results. But I know for you, it was just like, no, I'm all in on this. I'm going to make this happen with or without you. And I was like, we gotta, we gotta buckle up with this one. Um, I can remember and- you said, just ballpark, how much do you want to make in a year speaking? And I said, well, you know, I just, I don't know if you remember this or not. I said, I just want to, I want to be able to pay my bills and, you know, maybe like 30 grand a year. And you laughed, you laughed. I laughed? Yeah, (laughs) you laughed and you go, you go, okay, okay, okay. And I said, do you think that's doable? And you laughed again and you go, yes. And you were right. That's funny. All right. So give us some type of context. Uh, I I was right, but what kind of, what kind of results since joining the elite program, what kind of results have you seen? How many like ballpark, how many gigs have you done? If you don't mind me asking how much revenue have you earned? Give give us something. My first year speaking. Okay. Well, I have to caveat this by saying you, you have to put in the work. None of this comes like I hustled really hard. 
I got a coach. I took your advice and I used Harriet Turk. Mm -hmm. um, she was a Shout game changer Harriet. for yep. me because she really helped me craft my talk and gave me a written, helped me create, she didn't give it to me. She helped me create a really good solid product. Yeah. Um, so I invested in myself. So, so I don't want people to hear how quickly I achieved success and think, Oh, if I just market myself right now, you have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. Um, my first year I did, I think seven gigs. Uh, and by first year, I mean, after I had my first paid before that I had done five or six free gigs for a school here in town. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. And so I think I did seven gigs. One of those being the national student council association conference. Mm -hmm. Um, I did their lunch rotation. I wasn't even in their speaker showcase. I did the lunch rotation and I probably got 13 bookings out of that. Um, crazy. so my first year. I, and I, I was, I was very low. I was charging very low rate as in like 1500, which, which now, now I'm like, that's very low. But then I was like, oh, people are going to pay me $1,500. Um, so I was 1500 plus travel. So I maybe, maybe made maybe 10 grand, maybe, okay. um, my first year, my second year, which was 2019, I had somewhere around 30 gigs um, and made roughly 50. Okay. okay. So um, I was definitely on track to hit roughly 75 this year. That obviously didn't happen. The universe had other plans. Uh, thanks, coronavirus. But you know what? It's given me time to revamp. It's given me time to rebrand and, and kind of look at the nuts and bolts. So we make it work. But that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so my cool. goal, my goal is, um, a hundred gigs in a year. I know that that's a lot. I know that's a lot. That I want to do it. I want to do it once. I want to do a hundred gigs in a year. <clears throat> um, and then scale. I want to be able to scale back from there, but that's my, that's my goal. That's awesome. That's really cool. What we have, uh, thousands of speakers that listen to every episode. And so for you, Looking back, you know, to Kate in 2017, 2016, uh, back to that high school reunion, and then even on the, you know, the first call that we had and going like, again, feeling like you could do this, there's something there, but you, like you said, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. What would you say to those same speakers that are, are listening right now? Um, trust your gut. Trust your gut. You're going to know if this is for you if it, or if it isn't. You're going to know. You're going to know deep down if this is, if this is what you want to do full time or if this is what you want to do for a hobby. And if this is what you want to do for a hobby, that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to, it's okay to be who you are, um, and give yourself room for that. Uh, the other big, do the work you have to, it's, there is not, I think you said, I know you said this at one point. Um, there is not like a matrix pill that you can take that'll give you all the answers. There is not an easy, a shortcut. There is no shortcut. You have to do the work. You have to get vulnerable. I recommend getting a coach if you can find a coach that's right for you. Because um, the fact is you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You're not, you're not expected to. But that's why ask for help. Ask questions. Ask questions. Ask questions. There is no question that is too, too dumb or too small or too silly. That's not possible. Um, because by asking the question, you're already being a hundred percent more brave than somebody who isn't 
asking yeah. the question. So, um, and then, and then believe in yourself, get past imposter syndrome is a very real thing. Um, but you, your story matters. Your, what you want to speak about matters. And just because let's say there are, Oh, I don't even have to say, let's say there are so many youth speakers that speak on self-talk. Are you kidding? But somebody is going to resonate with my story in a way that they didn't resonate with someone else's. So there is a space for you at the table of speakers. The pie is big enough for all of us. Very well said. Kate, thanks for hanging out with us. If people want to find out more about you, where can we go? Yeah. Um, You can find me on all social media platforms at Kate, K-A-T-E, Garns, G-A-R-N-E-S, live, L-I-V-E, Kate Garns Live. Um, And you're welcome to shoot me an email at Kate at KateGarns.com. Spoken like someone who said that from stage many times. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kate. We appreciate you. Absolutely. All right, we're going to be chatting now with Daniel Lantis. And uh, Daniel is a, uh, he's a he's a good speaker down in uh, Texas and excited to chat with him today. So, Daniel, thanks for joining us. First of all, why don't you give us a quick snapshot on uh, who you speak to, what do you speak about, what kind of problem do you solve in the speaking industry? Grant, thank you so much for letting me be part of your your podcast. Coming up to 300 years, I mean 300 years. 300, 300 years, ep- how old are we? 300 episode. there we go. But, uh, you know, I, I speak to the military. I was prior military. I speak to uh, corporations, and, um, and I'm cracking into that, and, I, and mainly faith-based uh, programs. And I speak on, on what no one wants to speak about, burnout. Burnout. Okay. And you speak at a couple different industries there. So uh, I'm curious if we go back in time for a second, how'd you first get into speaking? How'd you first get interested in speaking? You mentioned you had a, a bit of a military background, but how has that kind of evolved to, to uh, what business looks like today? 37 years ago, I started speaking on the faith-based programs, uh, and I did it for free. And I was a businessman and in the military. So I did a lot of, lot of had a lot of hats, but I, I did faith-based for free. That's all there's to it. I'm going to do it free. You, can, you, you know, and usually what happens is on the faith-based program, they suck you dry and they get what you, they can out of you. And you walk back with nothing. You're like, ah. So for 37 years, that's what I did. Okay. And then, um, so from there, a mentor out of Florida told me, you know, you got to get a hold of Grant. So I got a hold of your, one of your podcasts and listened and it jived really well. And you, you, we connected. And I'm like, I'm getting in. And uh, <laughs> I got in. And, um, you know, when you take, you take 37 years of speaking and you think it's free, like you can't do it. You can't ask for money. Yeah. It, there has to be unraveling. Yeah, so yeah. there's that process. And uh, that, that's when I, when I started in January with you all, the process. Yeah. Of so I'm curious then if you, you know, you'd been doing a lot of speaking at some point, was there a, a switch that flipped where you felt like I should charge for this, you know, and, and it, there's, there's nothing wrong with if you want to speak for free, just to speak for free. And it's just a hobby. You just want to help it. That, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you know, one of the core things that we teach is you're, you're running a business. And so you're providing value. You should be uh, receiving value um, for what it is that you're bringing to the table. So at some point, what's, what switched for you? What flipped for you? Were you, were you thought of this less as just kind of a, I just like to do this to more as this could be a, a viable career option for you. What changed for you there? I had a lot of studying Napoleon Hill and, and a lot of books, read a lot of books about, you know, you don't give to free because it doesn't work. It doesn't stick with people's arts and minds mm-hmm. and a lot of mentorship of people telling me, Hey Daniel, you are so well in what you do. 
you ought to ask for money. You ought to do this for business because, man, you need to help people in a greater way. And if you just keep on giving it for free, it won't help people in a greater way. And I believe that. So that was the transition for me. So, uh, so you're, you decide that you want to start charging, but are you, are you deciding like, Hey, I'm going to just keep doing a, a few gigs here and there. Or, uh, at what point are you deciding? No, I want to go, I want to ultimately go all in on this. I want to be a, you know, a full-time speaker. Um, how did that transition happen? January, you in the program. So when I got involved in the program and got in the elite program, I started learning. My mind was like a ball of yarn sitting in a corner all wadded up. And your course took it to start wrapping it up in a ball tightly to, un, to unravel what I thought should not be or should be and how you can be and how it can be efficient to people. So that was the course that started that made the whole switch. I wanted to do it, didn't know how yeah. because I didn't have the tools. Now I have a, a tools and learning the tools and it's happening. Yeah. And, and you, you make a good point there that it's, it's always a learning process. You know, there's never a point where as speakers where, well, I, I've, I've arrived, I figured it all out. You know, there's, there, I think we've, we've cultivated a, a strong community of speakers where you can compare notes and talk amongst each other and Hey, here's what's working. And especially right now, you know, in the thick of a, of, of a, of a pandemic and, and the speaking industry has obviously been dramatically affected and uh, speakers everywhere are trying to figure out what the new normal looks like having speakers that you can bounce ideas off of and compare notes has been incredibly valuable. So I'm curious, you, you joined uh, our elite program several months ago. Uh, again, you hadn't been charging much. You decided to start charging more. What kind of results have you seen since then in terms of, uh, can, can you paint any picture for us in terms of how many gigs you've been doing uh, or gigs you've booked or uh, what kind of revenue you've earned? January, February, March, April, May was like a disaster because I had to unravel and learn. When I started really settling down and getting in your book and learning about the tools, you talk about the tools and the tips that you give. Wow, there was a big shift in my mind and thought. So since that shift has changed in two months, and of course we had a shift from going live to mm -hmm. going virtual, uh, I got 6K in the pocket. Cool. I have eight in my, 8K in my pipeline. Cool. And I'm, I'm doing uh, virtual gigs. And nice. um, mainly my core, right now the core is faith-based and military. Okay. So those are the two that are, 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 are ramping up. And it's because of the two week, the week, week calls that you have with your leaders that educated how I can get in those areas in a better way. Yeah. So, so it's happening. And nice. it goes from 15 minute, 30 minute, uh, uh, one hour. I had an hour and 15 minutes. So there's, there are, there's no set schedule that's what they need, what they want, yeah, my, yeah. my clients. Yeah. So you joined a few months ago. You've already uh, earned back about 14000 in in revenue just in, in the past few months. Uh, and so it sounds like, you know, a uh, couple months for you to kind of get ramped up, get going there. And then again, pandemic kind of strikes. And so you've been doing, it sounds like the bulk of what you're doing now is more, more virtual. Is that right? Oh, uh, yes, sir. All virtual. All virtual. Are you uh, enjoying that? Are you wanting to keep doing that no. long term or how do you... You're well, not doing it. <laughs> I can tell you this: I, I can do virtual, and I will do virtual as it pays, no yeah. problem. But I love looking, seeing, watching, feeling the ambience of the stage. But yeah. I love that. So right. when that comes back, I'm not going to get rid of one of the other. I'm going to do both. Yeah. But when I ramp up on stage more than virtual, I'll 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 stay on stage. 
And of yeah, course, yeah. your course tells us how to do that. Raise your price and see how that goes. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. It is. So uh, I'm curious, there, there's a lot of speakers who are, are listening, who are uh, at the point where maybe you were, you know, six, nine, 12 months ago of going, I, I want to do this. Maybe I've been doing a bunch of free gigs. I'd like to get paid. I'd like to do this more consistently. I'd like to begin to develop a, a plan and a, and a process here. Now, what, what do you say to them? Like what, what changes have you made in the past several months that have caused you to go from uh, really free to fee and start charging uh, more and more and doing more and more gigs? Time. Time. So when someone, when I got on, to, to all the speakers, when I got on the program, I wanted to have, have it happen within a month. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start getting paid in a month. And I, I studied and, and did, all, you have to take time to let it sink into your mind and into what you're doing, that what you have in your profession, what you love to do and give to folks it will start happening. The courses that you give, the courses that you do, and how you, how you give us all these tools works on time. And if you don't get frustrated, like, ah, and let that time sink in, this, this process will work. And, it, it, and it's just a process. Yeah. And that's what I recommend everybody. Because I hear, I hear it. I hear it, you know, every week someone's like, oh, I, gotta, I can't get gigs. I got to get gigs right now. Like, well, take time. Breathe. Go back to chapter four in Grant's book, Acquire Paid Speaking Gigs, and dig those those little pieces out. Very cool. Well, Daniel, man, we appreciate you taking a second to chat with us. If people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, uh, where can we go? You can go www.daniellantis.com. Awesome. Sounds good, man. We appreciate it. Hey, take care, sir. Love you. All right, we're talking with Jake Thompson, a a good friend of mine and a a phenomenal speaker all around, great human being. Jake, uh, thanks for joining us. So first of all, why don't you give us a quick snapshot here? Who do you speak to? What problem do you solve? What do you speak about? Yeah, so I speak to sales teams, business development teams on how they can improve their grit, sales processes, and really daily activities around the things they control. Uh, My message, my brand is all around competing every single day. Uh, and so that is my core message. How do we compete every day in life, in work to succeed and stand out? Now, how did you ultimately land on that? Because I know like you and I have known each other for several years. I knew you like kind of pre you got into speaking and speaking is one of those things that's been intriguing for you. And I remember, especially early on that, uh, it took a minute. And this is the case with uh, a lot of speakers. I don't think this is uncommon at all, but I know with you that, uh, okay, I'm going to go down this path. I'm going to speak to this audience on this topic. And then, you know, six months later, a year later, okay, I'm going to actually try this or I'm getting some traction over here. So I'm going to go this route. Can you talk us through, especially like early on those first several months or even year or two as you're like a lot of speakers, again, just kind of like finding your footing. What, what was that like? Yeah. So early on, it was just speak to anyone about anything. Yeah. Uh, that was before going through the program. I was just like, I built this company. They wanted to know how I built it or the message. And so I would just kind of go and talk about that. Uh, knowing that I couldn't do that long term, I needed a talk or a message. Uh, obviously, when I went through your program, my biggest challenge was picking the lane. I was like, no, this message goes to everyone. I've spoken to all these different groups. Why do I have to pick a lane? And really it came down to which groups, organizations, types of people, does this message one naturally just fit? Like competitive mindset is sales. And even though we don't talk me versus you, we talk me versus me, that's going to open the door immediately. It's that Trojan horse we talked about, get in the door with that. 
And so that kind of became the lane. If it's sales, business development, let's go down this lane. Now, other groups start approaching me because they're attracted to the message. And so I can post on my website like, hey, I've talked to athletic organizations at colleges. I've talked to staffing um, or human resources organizations because pieces of the message fit. But really, it was just kind of looking at what do I need to do from a standpoint of picking a lane? You constantly telling me I need to pick a lane and you being right on that uh, because that changed how I marketed it, which obviously helped my website and, and branding and of everything. When people know they go to the website, who I specifically speak to, how I help those teams build their grip, build their focus uh, for success. It's just a much easier sales process on the back end. Um, after that. But yeah, early on, I'm trying to speak to everyone. And, and as we know, that doesn't work really well. So yeah, I dove in on the sales business development side. That's where I started heavy focus on outreach intentionally at them. And on the same path, I went after college athletic programs as well, because the message fits with them. And I saw that as an opportunity to build the brand and the brand message more in that space versus the long-term speaking corporate on the sales side. Yeah. I want to go back in time for a second. Cause when I, like I said, when you and I first met, we met randomly at some kind of entrepreneurial uh, conference and, and just hit it off. And, and uh, at the time, um, and you still do, you, you run a, a lifestyle uh, athletic apparel company um, and uh, shout out compete every day. And so um, uh, I've got several of the shirts. I rep you guys uh, frequently. Um, and so at the time though, like I, I know, like you were all in on that and then had been intrigued by speaking. And I think like for you and for so many people who may be listening are in that spot of maybe I've done a little bit of speaking before and this is something that's kind of intriguing and interesting to me. I wouldn't mind doing more of this at some point. And at some point you just decide like, nah, like I, I want to go all in on this, you know, and it's going to take a minute. It's not like I, I you know, I'm, I'm make this decision on a Friday and Monday morning. It's just like, yeah, it all just worked out. Like it takes a second to build that up like any, you know, any endeavor or business. But uh, what made you decide like, to go from speaking seems kind of cool or I'm intrigued by it to I, I, I really want to go all, on, all, all in on this. I want to be a full-time speaker. Yeah, honestly, it was kind of a necessity. We, we looked at the apparel business and, and for a few years at this point, we'll say it's at 2016 now. So 2014, 15, and 16, my team has kind of been on me and the contractors I worked with. Like, you need to tell more stories. You need to speak more. You need to get out more because that's our competitive advantage is how you tell this brand message. Like we're right. wearing the same shirts. A lot of other people do. We, we use t-shirts and tanks and at the time athletic gear that a lot of people do like the competitive advantage is the message. So you need to do more of it. And I was like, ah, okay, here and there. And I started getting asked by companies to go speak. And the big one for me was Texas children's hospital in Houston and the head of HR her son found us online. He was a college baseball player. She fell in love with it, hired me to come speak. I was like, about what? She's like, just talk about your message and your mission. And so I'm down there with like a backwards baseball cap and t-shirt, <laughs> like complete opposite of what I wear now on stage. And I'm talking and trying to tell some lessons I learned from the first few years. And afterwards, Linda pulls me aside and was like, you need to do more of this. Wow. Like, I don't know why, but you need to do more of this. And, and I didn't think too much about it at the time other than, oh, this was a lot of fun. Flash forward a couple of years, kind of the end of, or flash forward a few months, end of 2016, I, I was like, how do I want to live? What do I want the rest of my life to look like? And I didn't want to live always on apparel because you're sitting on so much money in a warehouse at one time. Yeah. And I just felt there were better ways to tell my message than just printing it on a t-shirt. And yeah. so at that time I started 
still not knowing anything about the speaking industry, the business other than, oh, there's Tony Robbins and, you know, there's big names out there in the space. What, what is this like? And so I started exploring it, diving into that space, obviously having connected with you back in 2012. I was like, I need to circle back with Grant on this. He, he knows this business well. And so at that time, I kind of became a little more committed to, I want to do this. I want to go, go after this. Um, it worked out that in 2017, I got, I call it my first paid gig because I wouldn't let the hospital pay me to, to go fly down and speak. But my first paid gig to be an opening keynote at a conference. And it was a customer of the apparel brand. And she's like, hey, I want you to come to our opening keynote. You know, this is the stuff you talk about. What's your fee? And I had never had that discussion before. And after I kind of went through the process with her on it and embarrassing as we always do with like what we throw out and how quickly they respond. And we're like, Oh no, too low. <laughs> uh, I, I was like, man, I love this. Yeah. And she, when I left the stage that day, she told me you need to charge more. She's like, you need to do more of this and charge more. And I was like, I'm in. I'm did you believe in. her though? I, or were I you just kind of like, that sounds nice. And yes, I would love to charge more, but yes, like, that's not a thing, you know? It, you know, I knew I didn't charge enough because of how the email, con like it was literally like, what's your fee? And I spent 30 minutes typing $500, no, a thousand, no, $500. No, that's too much. Maybe 250 bucks. Like, what do I do? And finally right. I, I put a thousand and hit send and she responded in 20 seconds. Done. We'll get your travel booked. We'll see you there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, too low. <laughs> And so when I left and she told me that, I, I chuckled and I was like, you're absolutely right. I was like, we'll just say you got the first time fee. And so then I just kind of knew, like, I loved being on stage, mainly from the act that I love to be able to tell more stories than I could just on my website or on the apparel. And was like, how can I get good at this? Yeah. Um, and at that point, you know, I'd worked with some friends of ours and knew from how do I want to build the business of speaking diving into to your program because I knew I couldn't rely on inbound. Uh, that's probably the most dangerous thing uh, I've learned in business is waiting on people to come to you. And so that kind of set me off on that point of, of going after it. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right that you, you know, a lot for a lot of people, especially early on that you book a couple gigs and things kind of fall in your lap or word of mouth and referral and that sort of thing. And that's, that's great when that happens. But like you said, if you're just sitting back waiting, like you can be waiting for a minute, you know, especially early on where you're trying to build some momentum and build some, some name recognition and, and get things going. Uh, you, you want to be able to, to really keep the momentum going. And so one of the things that you did is you invested in yourself. You joined our, our elite program. Uh, I know like, to your credit, like you really, really busted your butt and, and have seen significant results since then. Can you give us any type of snapshot? Uh, I know at the time they're recording, like we're in the thick of, of COVID land, but uh, where things are like all bets are off. But uh, in the past few years, can you give us any context of like how many paid gigs have you done? What kind of revenue have you earned? Any yeah. snapshot you can give us? So like we'll say 15 to 17, 2015 to 17, I probably averaged 1500 bucks a year. And that was just little things coming in here and there. Yeah. 2018 is when I actually went through the program. And so I went through it uh, end of Q2 into Q3. So tough time to be pitching gigs for 2018 because a lot of them are set. Um, and so 2018, I ended up getting, I think three gigs revenue was like 3,500 bucks. But I started because of the work I was doing in 2018, started lining up 2019 really strong out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, that year I did 27 gigs between paid and unpaid. And I was 100% okay in 2019 and 20 taking unpaid gigs for video, for film, to build that stage. Yeah. I ended up at $45,000 in 2019. And then before COVID, like literally January 31st, 
I had contract contracts for $75,000 in 19 gigs wow. for this year. Uh, so like jumping it, but it was literally working the process of, you know, 2018, I'm reaching out to people. Hey, I know your events booked for this year. Like, let's talk. When do you plan next year? 2019, yeah. it was a lot of pushing into 2020. Uh, and then kind of working that process all before everything kind of shut down. And so this year after that, I had four gigs canceled because of COVID. I had four pushed into 2021 uh, and I had three moved to virtual. So it's been a very much a change, but I've still already surpassed last year's revenue yeah. uh, for this year with some pending things still on the horizon. Yeah. That's wild, man. I didn't realize that. So, so over, you know, 30, uh, 30 to 40 some gigs that you've done over a hundred thousand dollars, uh, in revenue from speaking fees. That's crazy. And again, I, I, I think that's such an, a testament to you and the hard work, the commitment, like, and again, as a friend, but also as someone who's just kind of like watched outside looking in, uh, I've seen like you've busted your butt, you've taken this seriously and it's not like, I'm just kind of dabble in it. You know, it's like, no, no, you're, you're all in on this. So I'm curious for so many speakers who may be listening, who are, are, uh, in a similar spot of where you were a couple years ago of like, I've done some speaking. I like doing this. Maybe I spoke at someone at something and someone said, Hey, you should do more of this. And you're like, I should do more of this, but I don't know what to do now. You know, what would you say to those speakers? Uh, or even advice you would give to yourself from a couple years ago? So if you're not in the program, get signed up for the elite program and learn the outbound method. Uh, I think the biggest one is learning the process of how you identify and go after the groups. I think that's one of the most beneficial parts of the program, working it and literally just plant seeds for things that you don't know when you're going to harvest. That yeah. is the one message over and over again. The second is just get reps. And for me, that could be taking free gigs. That could be taking a $200 gig at a local high school so I can practice telling the stories, working the stage. I can't undersell how important it is just to get the reps. And I've even told guys like right now while we're in COVID, like if you want to do it, start a podcast, start a YouTube channel, like get used to telling stories, listening, figuring out where you can improve that storytelling process. Because even podcast interviews, podcast shows, right. solo episodes, it's getting reps in to tell that story. Same time, it's getting your message out and, and audience driven inbound for marketing. So uh, man, someone in my spot, I would say just work the process. Don't get frustrated when it's slow. Like in 2018, when I'm getting no's and not right now and not this year and who else have you spoken to? And I'm yeah. like, eh, here and there, like I've done this, here's my videos. Like those kind of things, like don't ever underestimate the power of that and planting seeds. And then, man, if you have to spend your first year speaking for a hundred bucks, but you're getting video footage and pictures, take it all day long because this is a long game and people can see the pictures of you on stage with audiences Video sound bites we know on social media are so important, but just having on your website so that they can see you've been in front of people, you've worked this size room, you've worked that size room. It yeah. just helps tremendously when they get to that point. And, and really, as you know, it changes the dynamic when they reach out to you. So if you're constantly outbound, pushing, 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 trying to get gigs, lending gigs, you're going to get those inbounds that come in and fall in your lap. And it's a much easier sales process at that point. Yeah. You're doing it, man. I'm so proud of you. And uh, it's fun. It's been fun to watch. So if people want to find out more about you, check out Compete. Where, where can we go? Easy. CompeteEveryday.com. Check it out. And then if you're listening to the show, you have any questions about the program, my experience, or any of this stuff, just shoot me an email at jake at CompeteEveryday.com. More than happy to answer and help. But Grant, dude, thank you to you and your team. You guys have been so instrumental and I appreciate you. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. 
All right, there you go. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, the 300th episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Again, don't forget to go to thespeakerlab.com slash giveaway to enter our huge 300th giveaway where you can win, again, my favorite books on speaking, a brand new virtual speaking pro uh, training program, an hour-long coaching call with me, plus more. So excited to announce the winner once the giveaway ends, and who knows, it might just be you. So again, go to thespeakerlab.com slash giveaway for all the details. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us, my friends. I really do appreciate it. We will catch you next time. Don't forget, you're awesome.